Welcome to the First Amendment News Podcast. A fictional timeline of a futuristic world set in the year, 2076, and going back in time to the year, 2024. Due to a collapsed economy, the United States of America has splintered off into six separate independent entities of government, and a unified Korea has assumed superpower status and established world dominance. Your host for the podcast series is news anchor, Matt Amazon, a fictional character brought to life by Amazon Polly, a leader in text-to-voice technology. Please settle in, and join us with tonight's broadcast. This is Matt Amazon, reporting for First Amendment News. Tonight, First Amendment News continues our multi-part series with an in-depth look back at the historic events which have spanned the previous 50 years. The series chronicles the significant milestones and circumstances which led to the collapse of the most powerful nation on Earth, the subsequent formation of six splinter nations which formed the coalition of former American states, and the establishment of the Korean Haintoju Provence along the far northwest rim of North America. Tonight's segment, Season 1, Episode 26. Situation tense as China and India face off on Bangladesh border. August 1, 2076, First Amendment News. Article originally released by APNS December 1, 2025, Washington, D.C. Sunday morning, tensions between China and India reached a new high as Chinese troops cut across the narrow strip of Indian territory separating Bhutan and Bangladesh, and then crossed over the northern Bangladesh border into the city of Kurigram. The aggression started late Friday night when the Chinese army crossed into Bhutan and swiftly drove through the country to the Indian border. The Bhutan and Indian military were caught off guard by the rapid deployment and were unprepared to respond against the bold aggression of the 50,000-man strike force. After securing their position Saturday evening the Chinese regrouped the 500,000-man border force and established command and control points from the North China-Indian border, down through the Nepal-India border, and down along the southern Bhutan border. Then early Sunday morning, a quick-strike armored brigade unit moved into India and cut the nation's land access to its northeasternmost provinces. Meanwhile, skirmishes broke out at various points farther to the north and west all along the India-Nepal and India-Chinese borders. In an official press statement from Beijing, the Chinese government insisted that the military action was not an act of aggression, but rather, a retaliatory action against the Bhutan, Bangladesh, and Indian governments for their belligerent activities against non-hostile Chinese forces in the region. The spokesperson stressed the Chinese people are a very tolerant people and though their neighbor's rude and abrasive temperament has been very brazen, China will always defend her solvency as a nation. The statement concluded with a reassurance that the Chinese military would pull their forces from the occupied territory, once their neighbors had ceased their aggressive behavior, admitted to the world that it was their action which had triggered the incident, and apologized for their offensive attitude toward the Chinese people. The governments of Bhutan and Bangladesh issued immediate apologies to Beijing, and reassured the Chinese government that it was their strongest desire to maintain a peaceful relationship with all of their neighbors. India condemned her allies' admission of guilt and refuted the Chinese position that India was at fault and the aggressor in the recent border skirmishes. In Washington, President Ahmed chided both sides, saying there was room for blame for all parties involved. European leaders voiced a similar message in an effort to remain neutral. However, Premier Cho of Korea denounced the Beijing government as the aggressor and assured the Indian government that the Korean people stood with India and all of the Asian Pacific Rim nations in maintaining the sanctity of their borders and their solvency as a nation. Cho went on to say that he hoped the alliance of nations would stand together and reject China as a trading partner as long as they are the occupier of their neighbor's territory. Immediately, Beijing responded to Cho's assertions. Since reunification, Korea has become an instigator and a fabricator of lies in the region. 
the Pyongyang government continually provokes hostilities between the nations of the region in an effort to promote the Korean political and economic agenda. The Chinese people will not be baited into the rabbit snare which Premier Cho has set for the fool. This concludes our replay of Situation Tense as China and India face off on Bangladesh border. Our next report in the series, Social Reform Party Regains Control of the House. This has been First Amendment Broadcast News. Preserving our unalienable rights defined in the First Amendment of the Constitution of the former United States of America. Freedom of speech and freedom of the press. First Amendment Broadcast News originates from the communication center off the former United States Coast Guard cutter, Richard Snyder, currently anchored off the coast of Bermuda. This has been Matt Amazon reporting for First Amendment News. Good night. You have been listening to a podcast of First Amendment News. This episode was written and produced by Pop Nose and recorded from Pop and KK's Place Studio. First Amendment News intro and closing music is the instrumental Algorithms from the Album Arps by Chad Crouch. Visit Podington Bear's website at soundofpicture.com for a full listing of his music. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And please join us again for our next episode of First Amendment News. Thank you.